0: John, what do you want to do before you die? Live. (laughs) Define live. Caught me off guard there a
1: little (laughs) bit. Um, Dude, that's a great question, Tim, that I think so often I just get caught up in trying to do something. I don't actually take the time to think what I want to do. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, well, there's four guys uh, that kind of mastered this. They're called the Buried Life... They had an MTV show a long time ago. They wrote a book about their journeys called What Do You Want to Do Before You Die? And we talk a little bit about that uh, on today's episode. So this is Midweek Thoughts, and stay tuned for more. And now it's time for some Midweek Thoughts. So I read this book a couple years ago, and I just recently pulled it out of my uh, dresser and was looking through it again, and it really kind of struck a chord with me. How these four guys—if you're not sure who they are—the Buried Life—they're four guys who were living the typical American dream. They were going to school, they were going to college to get a degree to work in the respective fields, and um, they just didn't feel satisfied. They felt like that wasn't enough for them. There was something missing, but they weren't quite sure what it was, and so they decided to literally quit their life, buy a van and write down a bucket list of all the things they wanted to do before they die. Whatever they could cross off their list, they would go find a stranger and help them cross off an item off their list. So I guess it doesn't seem like it's like such a selfish venture. <laughs> I don't know. But I know a lot of people probably wish they could do something like that, but they're like, well, I could never leave. You know, I have financial
1: burden. I have a family. I can't just go up and leave. Uh, John, do you have anything it's interesting. I just listened to a podcast yesterday, uh, the Art of Manliness podcast, and they had a guest on and I, I can't remember the guest name, but he's like the first person to solo hike the three poles. I think the North Pole, the South Pole, the South Pole, and I think the Everest, Mount Everest was the third pole, essentially. Hmm. And uh, y- you'd think that he was some single guy. No, he is. He was married. He had kids. Um <laughs> And he did it anyway. And he basically eliminated that excuse of, you can't do this if you have a family. And I was just like, I can't think, I think about all the fun things that I would like to do. And I have a young family now, you know, been married 12 years and we have two kids, four and six. And I think like, could I, could I leave for a month to do something? And I know my big drawbacks are, well, how could you create income for your family? That seems to be Uh, in my head and then the time the time away the income i think for the family would be the number one thing that i would think about Mm -hmm.
0: yeah these four guys were single which made it a lot easier for them so they had more cards in their favor but there are plenty of people that you and i have met that seem to be just making these things happen as well even when they have all these uh quote roadblocks
1: in the way uh, you and yeah. I recently
0: had a meeting with someone. You want
1: to elaborate yeah, on that? Yeah, a friend of ours who you know had a job, had a, had a career that some people would consider a career, wasn't quite happy with it. Well, maybe wasn't happy with it. I don't want to speak for him, but you're never going to know who he is anyway. Um, <laughs> but wanted some kind of a strategy to do something else long term. And he, he got into a – found the field that he wanted to get into – and, uh, studied it, figured out how to monetize it, how to make money long term. So you have the freedom to do some fun things, mm-hmm. um, that you wouldn't normally be able to if you were stuck in a nine to five, which let's just be honest, nine to five is pretty sweet gig if you can find <laughs> one that's nine to five, mm-hmm. but usually it's seven to five, seven to six, a 12 hour day, um, Plus the commute. (laughs) Plus the plus the commute. Uh, So, but you know, so it was nice to sit down with somebody who actually did figure it out, and um, they have the freedom. They went on a two month road trip with their family this summer. Yeah,
0: and it's also I didn't think about this till just now. I saw something on Twitter. uh, It said all these famous Hollywood directors who got famous while they were working day jobs. And so it had a list of all these famous directors and the movies they've done. Then it said the job they were doing while they were working towards this. And a lot of people were um, salesmen or working at restaurants, working, you know, at a desk job, nine to five. And uh, it just goes to show that if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way to make it happen. But it's defining what it is you want to do. Like these guys, The Buried Life, they had a very clear cut uh, vision I would, I'd read excerpts from the book, but the excerpt or the book is really just a lot of short stories, just talking about the people they met on their, on their travels. You know, they'll go to a city, they'll see a person just hanging out and they'll literally just say, what do you want to do before you die? And the person will say, I lost connection with my son 15 years ago and I want to find my son. And so these four guys will literally do whatever they can to reunite the son and the father and, Stuff like that. This is kind of cool. Like this is what they felt called to do. So figuring out what you feel called to do and taking the proper steps. I'm a very impulsive person. I've done things before and I haven't thought the plan the whole way through. And then you're like balls deep in the plan and you're like, <laughs> so kind of like what John and mine's friend did. He while he was working, he took the time to research what it is he wanted to jump into. And he's been doing it now for. Oof. eight years yeah eight years like just straight and it's been growing hustling
1: yeah and it's not like you work so long for that for you know say you can walk away from from your previous career after five years it's not like the work's over then no it's like no the, the work continues you still are engaged in work in what you want to be doing um but that is it's what you want to be doing
0: yeah yeah it's all comes back to the question of what do you want to do before you die and do you want to Play it safe. I mean, again, like there's nothing wrong with, you know, being safe and if that's where your comfort zone lies. But if you have this desire to do something more, you're only going to, you know, kick yourself in the butt later.
1: Yeah. I think the first step is to take an honest look at your life, what you're doing, and ask, like, do you want to be doing this for the next X amount of years? Yeah. And if the answer is no, have you ever stopped and be like, well, what do I want to do and how do I do it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we've got the answer today, guys. I have these products you need to check out. And if you go to a meeting every week and you sell these products and sign people up, like, no, nah, I'm just messing. <laughs> For a simple sign-on fee of $300, you and your family can have financial uh, But in all, in all honesty, yeah, I was taking a dig at like network marketing businesses, but there are even people that do those that can be incredibly successful. Um, -hmm, you know, I've had, I had that dream myself that that was going to be my ticket out of Dodge and have tons of money. Uh, and I did it wrong. Um, we get into that in another episode, but there are people that do that right and do it very well and, uh, can, can make a lot of money doing that. Um, but is it always, do you always need money to do that? Well, yeah.
0: And that's, and that that's a good thing so we think let's talk real quick about the roadblocks that stop us from doing what we want to do so we mentioned a family obviously you need to have a very supportive family you know if you're you can't disrespect your wife you know if emily was like john seriously don't go and you're like i'm gonna go for two months like that wouldn't be a very respectful thing to do so you know the stars do
1: need to align somewhat um Yeah. But then you could even ask, well, why is she saying no? Like, why is she taking my dream away? (laughs) So there is, but there are logistics to any endeavor, Uh, you know, strategy. You need to figure out, okay, if you, if you do have a family, how do you make sure they're taken care of while you're gone? Are Mm -hmm. they taken care of um, financially? Can, can you afford it? Is the thing that you're doing, is it just a bucket list thing or is it some new career? And maybe there is going to be a time where yes, you do need to struggle. Mm-hmm. before you can get where you need to go, if it's if it's a new career path or if it's a new way of doing that. And then another thing, too, is is if you're single, who says how you got to live? Mm-hmm. Who says you got to go to school, get an education, get a good job? Like, school today is not the only way to get an education. No. Sadly, I, most places still say you need to go to school, mm-hmm. but it is not the only way to get an education. I know more
0: Successful people without a college degree that I know. Successful people. Well, like when I say successful, I mean people who are living the life that they are setting out to live. I know a lot of college students who are working in fields that they had never even wanted.
1: Yeah, we could get into that's obviously a whole other episode right. too about college and what it started as, you know, 100 years ago versus what it is now. And uh, that it's maybe not necessarily the correct path, but society still says you go to college, get a job, find a find a partner, get married, have a family, Mm -hmm. buy a house. And next thing you know, most people are in their uh, mid to late 20s. They've got a mortgage. They've got college debt. They've now got children who are very expensive. And a host of other things where we're very consumeristic, buy this, buy that, you need this, the cable package, the phone package, and they're just struggling. And all of a sudden now they're they're tied down to finances and they're tied down to money. And it would be nice before that for somebody to say, hey, you don't have to live life this way. Mm-hmm. There are other ways.
0: Yeah. I remember going to my student uh, counselor in high school my senior year and she was like, what college are you gonna go to? And I was like, I'm going on tour. School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> and she's like, okay, so after tour, what's, what college are you going to? And I was like, I don't think you understand. Like I, I'm gonna go and travel and play music. And like they, she couldn't comprehend like what I was saying. She's like, yes, but what is, what's schooling? And I, I remember just being so dumbfounded. Like, why are you cattle shooting me into this path that feels so wrong to me? And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that felt like they, they're probably cattle, you
1: know in a cattle shoot they just go through the motions and dude i had so much stress and anxiety from school yeah i knew from very early on that me and school weren't necessarily compatible with each other, <laughs> uh, whether, and, and it, it was, wasn't learning in you, it was the the, the system in place. And it you. was, this is, but it, for me too, it, it, I learned, uh, I learned a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, I don't know when exactly that started, but I, I never could really get good grades in certain things. Um, I'm not dumb. That's for sure. Right. I'm a very smart person. Uh, A lot of times, I'm a lot smarter than what I think. I'll think of something and be like, yeah, that's actually a thing. And I'm super excited because I thought of it myself, not knowing it was already a thing. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I basically just invented that. (laughs) But it already was invented, so I'm a little behind. But it was a huge source of anxiety because all I could think about was college. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to go to college. Like, I do not want to go to college. I don't know where I'm going to go to college. I don't know. And I just thought it was expected of me. And the closer and closer I got to college, I realized nobody was really pressuring me. And it was a huge relief. Like, wait, maybe I won't have to go to college. Mm -hmm. But then it was, well, if you don't go to college, you better get a job. And you better be making money. Right. And I'm like, well, what kind of job do I want? And I mean, 20 years later, here I am and
0: seem to be working out. It's all right.
1: But man, there's so many things I wish I could have done differently knowing what I know now. And the best thing I can do now is just learn from those experiences and, and maybe teach, but then who knows what the next 20 years is going to be like in terms of education and jobs. Well, that's what,
0: that's one thing too, is we look at these nine to fives as stable, but I know someone who spent an entire career at a job and you know, they were in their sixties and the job literally just was like, all right, you're done. Bye. And that kicked out on the street and a lot of these stable jobs now are not stable and so what you know it kind of goes back to what i said before in another episode would you rather fail at something that you know you don't care about or something that you do care about you might as well just try for what you do want so like these four guys that went on the road they just they just literally went they didn't really have a game plan other than let's just cross off these bucket list items and the move was so bold that people just couldn't help but notice. And then eventually MTV came around and saw it, and MTV gave them a show, which gave them a bigger platform, which allowed them to do bigger and better things. So things kind of have a way of snowballing. Oh, so they started it before
1: they got the show? Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm actually going to check these guys out Yeah, the because that's, that's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, but. just four friends that were in college and unhappy. They were just like, you know what? Screw this.
1: Let's just go. And yeah. They didn't wait. They didn't put together a a package to promote to a, a TV company and do it. No, mm-hmm. they just did it anyway. And it mm-hmm. kind of piggybacks on a lot of what are the other, the motivations for doing things like they didn't, sounds like they weren't doing it for any type of fame or notoriety, no. but just because it seemed like the right thing to do.
0: Yeah. They've done like Ted talks and like the show lasted a couple of seasons, but I'm pretty sure don't quote me on this, but after the show ended, they like continued on. I mean, I don't think they had the budget anymore because MTV was obviously you know, they were doing episodes like the one guy wanted to get a date with Taylor Swift. So they broke in to like an award ceremony and he posed as like a security guard to meet Taylor Swift. And then he tried to get it. You know what I mean? So like that do, sounds
1: like MTV had their hands on it and they probably <laughs> quit because they're like, all right, this is just stupid. <laughs> but like I said,
0: they do amazing things. Like, you know, they go to a school that has poor funding and they raise money to buy computers for the What's schools. His name?
1: LeBron James. Who? was that lebron james did you just say who to lebron james well
0: no i'm saying like like no i know who lebron james is but like lebron james isn't in so, the show
1: i know but whenever his uh le- recent initiative in Cleveland oh, with, oh, with oh, doing the oh. schools i was like oh wait is that lebron james no, i know no, i was making a joke and it totally didn't land I, I didn't put two and two together but i totally shifted gears there mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know it's just
0: inspiring it's something uh not like too heady it's not like too deep but it's just enough to kind of get the spirits flowing when you read
1: the book um, i'm a little inspired by that as yeah. lately we have been like what do you want the rest of your life i think about like i said my kids are six and four mm-hmm. sometimes i feel old but then i'm like i got young kids i got a lot of life left over oh yeah um and what, what do we want that life to look like and i'm excited for the future and figuring that stuff out
0: Yeah, and hopefully you guys are excited too. I know John and I are looking forward to the future of the podcast, looking forward to just what things have in store for us. So check out The Buried Life. The book is called What Do You Want to Do Before You Die? And, John, any last thoughts before we head out here?
1: No, man. That was exciting to talk about.
0: Cool. All right, guys. We will see you Thursday for the full episode.